welcome back to the average podcast after our unofficial uh official week off last week we are fresh from the movie theater with a film by ari aster who if you don't know he wrote and directed hereditary and followed that up with midsummer and now he's back to make us feel uncomfortable with his movie bo is afraid during walking phoenix so we actually saw this one with our wives and they're both here today to review with us. Yep. We want to say hi wives, Megan. Hi wives. Oh wait. I meant <laughs> my name's Wow. Megan. Hi Megan. I'm Bailey. Wow, flawless. That's that's how yeah. I like it. <laughs> and this is Tim. And this is Bryce. So let's just dive into this thing. Yeah. Uh, let's <laughs> who wants to try to break down the story. Uh, you know, I will take a crack at it. I do have it okay. um, pulled up here in front of me. Um, okay. Yes, yes, we all have a comment about the story. I'm sure. <laughs> well, should story. we should we give a? Uh, this movie is so unique. We might venture into spoiler territory. Yeah, let's I just don't... throw it out there. Like, there's a possibility yeah. we are going, and and also just for warning. We're having a special in, uh, situation of recording today, so if it feels awkward, we're recording in separate areas also, so it might feel a little offbeat, but yeah, there's just some forewarnings, possible spoilers, weird, uh, weird talking. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting episode to it's say the, the least. same twa- top, col- or top, top quality, quality. Top, quali- <laughs> top quality conversation coming your way. Yes. Um. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead and try to break down this uh this story okay here is the easiest way to digest this movie if you haven't seen it yet this is about a man who following the death of his mother is he's a mild-mannered anxiety-ridden man who's confronting basically his darkest fears as he embarks on this almost epic-like journey if you will um to his mother's funeral basically and that's really all yeah. I can say without <laughs> getting into too yeah. much. Uh, trying to, if I'm trying to avoid spoilers, basically. Yeah, and that's like that's kind of what it was marketed as. Yep. Um. <clears throat> so we can just dive into the scores and then discuss why we either felt it succeeded at that story or didn't. Um. Why don't you kick us off? Okay. So I, this movie was every part about this was a conflict in my head. Um, and that is why I ended up giving the story only a three. Wow. And I thoroughly enjoyed taking this, like the paranoia and bringing it to screen in the way that Ari Aster did. He did everything kind of felt like a character of real life because we were seeing it through the character's lens. So I thought that was unique, but at the end of the day, it was your hero's journey story. It was leaving from a place of comfort in a way. He wasn't really comfortable in this movie, but it was a place of familiarity, leaving there and embarking on this journey to that final destination. So that's why I I had to take some points away because of the... uh, Typical hero's quest, but I added some points back in to bring it to a three because the way it was handled was unique. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I definitely had some conflict with this story that I might just dive into in my final thoughts. uh, (laughs) Because I I didn't like the ending and that killed the story for me. Hmm, Interesting. that really honestly the last 45 minutes of the movie there was some good in it Mm -hmm. that i was like this is what i needed and then i was like oh nope no (laughs) (laughs) Ah, perfect timing our dogs are also guesting in this episode today uh (laughs) yeah yeah here okay i I would say that's why i i gave it a three and i battled between three and four for it but Gave it a three. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and pick up after you now. Uh, I actually gave this movie story a uh, four out of five. Uh, I agree with you that it is still your basic 
I, I guess would you say a quote-unquote hero hero's journey yeah it's it's your quest hero's journey type storyline yeah right um yeah yeah it was yeah it was pretty basic at, it, at the bare bones there um however like i think for me throughout the movie like it was hard to think of it like that because there was the story itself is just i don't know it's it's it feels fresh it feels new it's a it's I, you know in the best way um it was just a kind of a fresh take on the hero's journey i guess in a sense although it did kind of feel like a few different like movies kind of packed into one hence the three hour runtime on this thing yeah um, <laughs> i don't know i feel like it's hard to explain in the story section without the other pieces as well but yeah i mean i thought the story the more i sat on it and marinated in it the more like it made sense the more i was picking up on like the little details and like what went where and there's some stuff that isn't explained right away in the story that you kind of piece together towards the end of the movie which kind of gave gave some of the other past sequences and the story some levity to it um and just kind of made, you go oh that was that's interesting there um so yeah i agree it is kind of as bare bones a story we've seen a million times but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of in, interesting uh, story elements that make the story stand out compared to others. So I'd say yeah, four out of five comfortably. Uh, throw it over to Bailey. Okay. Um, okay, I gave it a three also because I almost didn't feel like there was a cohesive story. Like it took me a long time to figure out the overall like what is going on, and. I also just didn't like it that it wasn't real, I guess. I mean, maybe it was. That's kind of the confusing part. But with his other movies, I like it that it's very weird and uncomfortable. But then at the end, you're like, oh, this is what's happening. And it's so uncomfortable because it's real life. But this was just like. Yeah, that element. His head, fairy tale, weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of element of fantasy where you're like, okay. I believe it's happening, but is it happening to the extent that we're seeing and we don't know? That weird kind of paranoia that he was successful at bringing to the screen. I gave it a five and I kind of regret it, but I think I was basing it solely just on the uniqueness because I certainly have not watched a movie like this before. But I kind of took some points off from the direction, which we're going to get to later. But I didn't like how it wasn't cohesive it was almost like five different movies mini movies into one movie and yeah. you just like i don't know i thought it was weird i also don't enjoy fever dream stories as <laughs> Tim knows yeah so i was, I was like i don't know what's going on but i will say the first two um i don't know if you want to call them scenes but settings uh, I was pretty intrigued for that because I was like, what kind of world is he living in? But then once he got kind of, I also blame that the movie was too long. But once he once 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 we got to the middle part of the movie, I was pretty much done. And then everything just got worse after that. So <laughs> that's yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> I think I'm right there with Megan on a lot of that because, well, Megan, you had said when we watched Skinnamarink that you weren't a fan of Fever Dreams. And so after I walked out of this one, I was like, that was a fever dream of a film. For sure. I'm like... And uh, so I was like, I wonder what she's going to think of that. (laughs) I just don't like it because it's not cohesive. And you don't know what the story, like the main point is. Well, I think you hit on the point there that like, it feels like separate movies. Mm -hmm. At multiple times. Yep. Like the opening setting in that city that, uh, according to Vox, resembles what Fox News thinks San Francisco looks like. Um, (laughs) But that city gave me like very 80s movies, street vibes where everything was a little bit exaggerated. Mm. But then we went to that next setting, which was super peaceful household where nothing is as it seems. Right. And they felt like different films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this movie I, just did not go in the direction I thought it would. I also went into this yeah. completely blind. I had no idea what it was about. So I thought it was more of a movie about anxiety, but I don't even really know what the meaning was. 
it gave me anxiety. Yeah, um, it stressed me out. Yep. <laughs> All uh, right. So with with that, let's go ahead and jump on over to character. Then um, I can go ahead and kick us off on this okay. one. Uh, so I don't. Just looking at Mega Score, I don't know if I'm going to be alone in this one, but I went ahead and gave the character a four. Um, kind of teetering on a three, honestly. Um, I just kind of I, I just threw it out a four. Uh, I, this is so character wise. This is basically Walking Phoenix's movie. I know we'll talk about acting later, but just for yes. context, Bo is the star of this movie, and then it's kind of filled in with everyone else depending on the setting and the story in the story and what's going on. Uh, but overall, I think all the I mean, there's I don't know. I feel like there's almost like something something to like about all the characters in this movie. Um, it, it's it's kind of hard to explain. What, what are we gonna say? Except the daughter. <laughs> well, even with the daughter, because like I was talking to Megan I, as we were my going, heart oh, broke for her, but I never liked her. Right. Well, and I, and I think yeah. I was telling Megan like there was something about the daughter that was just like her like when you start putting more and more pieces together which that gets into spoiler territory it's almost super tragic how her like um story like ends up being uh in the yes. in oh, the movie totally. and like i really felt like she was one of my she ended up being kind of one of more of those like memorable characters for me but like outside of her i think all the characters were pretty memorable and played a almost somewhat vital role in the overarching story and how it ends at the end um but again i think it, i think you could make you could definitely be on the other end of this as well and give it a three or two or even a one depending on where you're at but i think i just landed on four just because i was starting to overthink it. i was like eh, you know what i these characters <laughs> were genuinely memorable and i think they fit really well into the story does megan want to go ahead and yeah megan can go next give her part so i gave the character a one and i based that solely on character arc um, I thought like Bo did not have much of a character development. He remained afraid the whole time. So, and I didn't really care for the any of the other characters except for the dad. He was pretty good, but really, just from a character <laughs> arc base, he was like there was. A, I didn't, in my opinion, there was not much development. Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead next because I also base it off of arc. And I totally agree, which is why I, I took two points away from a five. Um, because Bo, there's a moment. Like, I had to give him some points because there's a moment towards the end of that film where you can see the trajectory of where he's come from to where he is now and the revelations that have been made. But then it just falls off the rails and nothing mattered. And it made that journey pointless. And so I had to take away the two points for that. And honestly, his journey alone might've been like a one, but there were those characters that I thought had interesting little arcs, like even just to the, uh, it was such a brief scene and a small moment of symbolism of that pregnant mother in the woods who in that short time showed such kindness to Bo that he viewed her as a mother figure and by giving her the gift that he does it like it implied that for that brief time he was appreciative and saw her as kind of this mother figure that he had hoped he had and so there are these moments of like good character development like Bryce touched on the teenage daughter's story arc is tragic and it's a good arc in itself but this movie is ultimately about Bo and so I had to take off those points because I at the end of the movie I don't want to watch Bo, Bo's story again so that's why I had to take those points off and go with three because there are great characters in here with some great moments but the ultimate arc was not satisfying yeah, that's an interesting way to look at that. I never thought of, I never thought about it as you're not going to rewatch this movie because it essentially is Bo's movie, but in your in the way you watched it, he doesn't have the most compelling like arc in this story. So that's an I never thought about it that way. That's a good point there. <clears throat> yeah, I would agree with that. I thought all of them were interesting, but also like 
I don't know. I feel like I wasn't rooting for him to get anywhere or do anything. I was just like, what, what is he doing? What is going on? Right. And right. You start to see him grow a little bit, but then he just dissolves back in. Dissolves, devolves. What's the word? Devolves. Dissolves works too. Dissolves. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But also I hated the mom so much. You just, (laughs) Well, that's a common theme with Ari Aster films. Right. Like, it makes me want to hear about his childhood a little <laughs> bit. You hate your mom because <laughs> what's Hereditary, almost every one of his films touches on severe, like, family trauma. And, well, I, I'll get into that in Final Thoughts, because that is one area that I thought this movie succeeded at. Uh, but let's dive into music and sound. Yeah, once you... Uh, go ahead and kick us off and then all right I'll, yeah i'll kick us off with that i gave music and sound i gave it a four i actually thought the sound editing of this film it and ari does this with a lot of his films um the way he uses silence is fantastic and in this film there were a lot of times like i first noticed it in the therapist's office in not the opening scene but the second scene uh as Bo talks about his fears, they would increase the volume of background noise. And then there would be a time jump back to silence. And at first I thought it was a mistake. I thought it was like, man, that was weird. There was like all these cars honking and just peripheral sound happening in the therapist's office. And then then in the next scene, it was gone. And I was like, that was weird but then he kept doing it anytime Bo started to get anxious or feel afraid the background sounds would grow and increase in volume and I thought that was a pretty genius way of not just showing he's afraid but also setting us like just one of those really subtle things that got under our skin and like hearing this background dissonance to make us feel uncomfortable as well I thought was super clever of Ari to include that in there. That was one of like everything this man does. He does very well. I just don't like all of it. But then I took off one point because the music was good. It wasn't remarkable. It hit the spots correctly, but it wasn't anything astounding. Yeah. um, I gave the music a five only because of Mariah Carey. And I think that's what I said. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I, well, I gave it a three because I didn't really notice the sound things. Like I knew that I felt uncomfortable. And as somebody who like is anxious a lot, I can agree with what you're saying. So a lot of times when I feel anxious, like every little thing like gets under my skin and irritates me. So that makes a lot of sense. But then I also did think it was funny. Like some of the songs were definitely like for, comic relief probably like i thought the mariah carey was funny but now afterwards i can't even remember what song it was so it wasn't super memorable i guess so i i don't know i gave it a three i guess i could give it a four if i wanted to but <laughs> we'll we'll stay with what i put yeah and i went ahead and gave mine a four as well uh i i found the music actually really compelling throughout the whole movie and i agree with them the Use of the lack of sound or no sound at all is always really well done in this movie. It it really increases the tension no matter what the situation is in the movie. Um, makes you hold your breath and it, it's really well executed. Um, but yeah, it, it's a solid four out of five for me as well. I really enjoyed it. All right, so let's kick off editing and special effects. Uh, I gave this a five. I feel like it's- this might be might be uh, the same all across if i'm not (laughs) yeah it is um knew it (laughs) but the way ari like previously mentioning that the sound editing the way they would build volume and then cut to silence was part of this editing also Mm. the time jumps the editing for the time jumps in this film Mm. i love i loved how we would multiple times just be looking at joaquin phoenix's face and it's dark and then the next scene, he wakes up and it's bright and things have changed around him, but he stayed the same. Mm-hmm. 
like there's multiple moments of that not to mention the entire animated sequence that somehow didn't feel out of place but yet felt like a separate movie right yeah like there was a lot to really appreciate in the uh, special effects here uh the practical effects at the end in the uh big reveal i actually loved them (laughs) i think that was one of like i didn't laugh at the moment but looking back at it like it was the punchline of the movie and i think it was hilarious but uh the practical effects on that were actually really great so i i love the editing and effects on this film yeah i mean i i also gave it a five out of five um I was getting like super major flashbacks from the Deathly Hollows part one with that animated sequence. Um, it was, man, it was gorgeous and a really, really good sequence overall. And like you said, it didn't feel really out of place at all. I felt like it told a really good story and gave us some good foreshadowing um, to what was to come later uh, in the movie. But yeah, the editing was phenomenal. It was super well done. It created good tension. You had some really good camera shots uh, in this movie that just built on the tension and just kind of gave you a good perspective on it, the so a lot of the camera shots I, with his movies always make you feel an emotion that you know that kind of elevates the scene as a whole i've noticed with ari's movies and i just always appreciate yeah. that in these in in these moments in these movies when he uses those so yeah five out of five um yeah it's perfect <laughs> yeah bailey you want to go to yours Sure. I also did five. Um, I guess other than what you've already said, I don't know how much of it is special effects or makeup, but one thing that always just disturbs me in his movies is the depictions of dead people. And I, you know, I won't say anything, obviously, but like when you see these dead people or people that die in this movie, like the image just kind of sticks with you. Like in Midsummer, in the beginning with... Well, Her, yeah, it's just there's just a body laying in the street at the beginning of the movie that really doesn't matter to the story, but right. it's a creepy, it's a good looking dead body, right? So that's always weird. And then, I mean, it was just overall pretty, like, I enjoyed watching it, yeah. So, yeah, pretty yeah. good, pretty good job, yeah. I agree. I also gave it a five. I don't really have much to add, it was just very pretty to look at. Um, the animation scene was pretty good too, even if it felt, well, I was really confused cause I got to go to the bathroom and I came back and it was a cartoon <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. but uh, then you missed the beautiful transition into the cartoon. I know. I didn't know any better, but it was oh. a three hour movie. I had to get up and go, <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the transitions like Tim mentioned the, um, like it would be nighttime and then. Joaquin or Bo, I should say, he was in the exact same position and then would switch to light time. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's all I have to say about it. All right. So into the script, Bryce, you want to kick us? I would love to. Um, so I ended up giving the script a three out of five, um, which at first I did a double take when I put three on there. I was like, does that sound right? Um, and then the more I thought about it, the more I was just like, yeah, that actually sounds just right. Uh, and I don't necessarily mean it as a bad thing, but I just don't think the script really has anything special that stands out about it necessarily. Um, the yeah. only sequence off the top of my head that stood out script wise was that animated sequence during that storytelling section. But it was, it was, it still wasn't anything that really elevated the rest of the movie for me. Um, but I, on the plus side of it being a three, it was pretty straightforward. It kept the story concise for what was happening, uh, in the moment. And I think a lot more of maybe how the lines of themselves were delivered and directed might, might get more credit than the actual script itself. But yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. Fair point. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily that the script was this like basic. I just don't think it's. There's nothing in that script that was said that wouldn't be that's not that's really memorable unless it was by the person who actually like um acted it or the director who told them like to say it a certain way, et cetera. So a three out of five. 
Yeah, that's that's a fair point that it could be the direction and acting that effectively delivered the script a little bit more. Um, I gave it a four. I just have I like the way Ari Aster writes dialogue and interactions. Um, he did a really great job of showing the way Bo is thinking in the way he talks through like the choice of words he uses and the way the mother talks is very consistent with a narcissistic parent. Um, so those little attentions, but I also appreciated in this movie, the attention to detail in the script, as far as like taking the pill with water and how that played out later. Oh yeah. Like that became important. And then at the end, we realized that that might've been on purpose because there's little details in there. Like just little things that I thought were brilliant, like that attention to detail, this could also fall under direction. Um, But like it shows Bo take a freezer meal out of the freezer and that's what he eats. And if you saw the logo on the box, it's his mother's company. Mm-hmm. that makes that freezer meal it's his mother's company that built the building he lives in and then all of that you kind of have that revelation towards the end about his mother and all of those little things that like for this instance i'm gonna attribute that to details in the script like that had to be well thought out and part of the story to arrive at the conclusions that we did so that's what took it because like you said Bryce there's parts of this that like aren't super special the you know dialogue about funerals and all of that uh where were you she waited for you blah 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 like that part wasn't tremendous or memorable but there were little attention to detail moments in this that stood out to me yeah, um, I gave it a three, and I'm glad you brought up those points about the details because I had not thought of that. But now that you say it, I do remember those. Um, but I just gave it a three because um, it wasn't very memorable. There wasn't anything like there weren't any lines that were like particularly great. <laughs> it was all pretty forgettable. But it wasn't so bad that it took me out of the moment. Like there wasn't anything cheesy or anything. So that's just why I gave it yeah. a three. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it a four because, like you said, nothing was really like rem- memorable, but I did like laugh to myself a couple times because I just appreciated the very dark sense of humor. Uh, that is something that should be talked about in the script. Yeah. But like, I don't remember what I laughed at. So <laughs> I, yeah. I, I will tell you, I took, I know one reason why I didn't give it a four was I did not appreciate some of the humor directed at a PTSD war veteran. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about like, that. Some of the jokes that they made about that guy really kind of... Like, I get this movie as dark humor, and some of it landed for me. I Like I said, the big reveal at the end, I, in hindsight, I think is hilarious. But... Some of it, I was like, that's not a funny thing to make a joke about. Right. Like, it wasn't funny, but it was. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, that's uh, well put, Bailey. Well funny. put. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were some that I definitely thought was, like, appropriately a dark humor. I have a very dark sense of humor. Uh, like, when the veteran is acting up and they're having to... Uh, the crank him, tranquilize him basically and mm-hmm. he's like oh it's nothing to worry about whatever like i thought that was funny but there were a couple of them that did rub me wrong um but anyways we can jump into the acting yeah for sure tim you can uh go ahead and kick us off okay so for the acting i i gave it a five that's the other thing with ari's movies is he cast them perfectly or whoever his casting director is cast Mm -hmm. them perfectly there's nobody in the movie that i feel misses a beat uh everybody like even the child actor playing Mm bow 
Mm, like, yeah. I was fairly convinced because that child actor picked up some of the same mannerisms that Joaquin was using. We didn't mm -hmm. see enough of it to like give a full in-depth analysis, but he did a convincing job. Um, Joaquin, as always, does an incredible job. Right. Uh, even little parts like the therapist at the beginning, he made me uneasy as a therapist. Which, like, not because he was acting poorly, but as part of the character, mm -hmm. like, we felt that Bo was uneasy around him by that character's performance. And I thought that was fantastic. The, like, I think every performance in this movie, the teenage daughter that the character drove me crazy, she drove me crazy because the girl did such a good job portraying her. Like there was great performances throughout this film. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I gave mine a four out of five. Um, yeah, Walking Phoenix once again just brings in a really really well done performance. Um, man, he just he really makes you sympathize for a character based on. <laughs> Just, just the thinking of the story and the things that this character does throughout this movie. He, and you know, not to say he's a good or bad person necessarily um, in any part, but it's more just like you just really sympathize with him from beginning to end. And yes, you can get you can get into direction with that one later. But yeah, he just he does a phenomenal job with this movie. He 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 does really he does really make you care about this character um as for all the side characters i really think they all did a, a really good job um the parents with the daughter uh that's that storyline was really really good i really enjoyed that section um the forest stuff was a little uh off beat. um i think that was more of for that was more of Bo being the center of that story and it's like wizard of oz moment yeah it was kind of, it kind of felt a little forced but it it still kind of worked with the story and then, um, you, you know, the, the mother did good for what she was given, I think. Um, and she, she gave a good performance for the parts she had. But yeah, I think it was four out of five. Um, I don't think this is anything you're going to be blown away by necessarily, but I think they're all really solid performances and they all can definitely earn that paycheck. <laughs> mm -hmm. Bailey, you want to go ahead? Um, I agree. I gave it a four. I... I liked, I mean, I thought that everybody did a really good job, but I also, I only took away one point because I felt like, like we've been saying, Joaquin Phoenix is the main person the whole movie. And so everybody else doesn't have like a lot of range. They're all like, just that's their character. That's who they are. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I give it a five. I mean, again, Joaquin Phoenix is great. He kind of fits into a lot of different roles. Like I'm thinking about how he played as Johnny Cash and <laughs> walked the line. Yeah. And now he's this. He was also in Joker. Like, I mean, of course, everyone th knows that Joaquin Phoenix is great. But I actually thought the side <laughs> characters were really great. Um, like the dad parent, he cracked me up. And I also actually not I didn't well, Bo's mom, she did good. She's a I think she's a pretty famous actress. I can't remember her name, but I've seen her in other stuff before. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking about the mom. I thought she did great. Like she went from like being, well, I guess I can't spoil anything, but she flipped, <laughs> she flipped a switch really quick. And I was like, okay. Uh, we, gave, we gave, we gave spoiler warning. You can. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll just say she flipped her switch and she, yes. <laughs> it was kind of funny in hindsight, but I'm like, dang, okay. She's good at that. But, yeah, I gave it a five out of five. Again, I know. I mean, I don't think anyone will necessarily win an Oscar for this, but I thought everyone did really great with the roles they were given. Yeah. All right. So, shall we have the wives kick off the directing for this, <laughs> yeah. Bryce? Yeah. Why, okay. Bailey, why don't you start us off? We'll go Megan then. Okay. Um, I gave it a four because obviously it's very well made. Very. I was you know, pretty interested in what was happening the whole time. I only took off one point because again, I just wish that there was more. I don't know. I wish it made more sense altogether. And we had more of like a, 
conclusion. And it made me, I feel like everybody in the theater, we all kind of sat there for 10 minutes and didn't get up because we were just like, what did we just watch? So that's my only, yeah. my only complaint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how our theater was. Although I was ready to go at the end of it, but everyone else like was staying <laughs> behind. But I gave it a three out of five. Um, I mean, I w- for me, it was hard to believe that this was the same guy that made Midsummer and Hereditary because it was just such a different movie. But the movie itself reminded me of Mother, which I believe he directed. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But... Uh, that was Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay. Yep. My bad. Forget I said that. But still, this <laughs> yeah, movie kind of reminded me of that. Just like the feeling of like anxiety and like not knowing what's going on. But I took some points off because number one, I don't think this movie had to be three hours. It easily could have been two hours and 30 minutes or even just like two hours, 15, whatever. Yeah. And I think um, he could have done a better job with making the story cohesive. It was almost like he was trying to be purposely confusing just for no reason, like kind of arbitrary. But um, it's also possible I just didn't know what's going on <laughs> period like i i don't understand what the point of the movie was i think he had some strong potential with the first half and then at the last half he decided to just throw everything away and just be like i'm going to shock people so bad they're not going to know what they're watching and that's what happened yeah yeah i'll get into like i'll get into my thoughts on that in the final thoughts bryce you want to talk about direction yeah just a quick side note uh mr um darren aronofsky also made he was one who made black swan along with mother i know him and ari kind of made similar similar ish movies so i can understand the how easy it is to like mix them up they're they're both great don't forget his masterpiece noah ah yes don't get me started on that (laughs) fantastic (laughs) uh yeah i mean i yeah, I feel like direction is kind of where that's where you're going to start getting a bunch of different f- scores and feelings about this movie. I gave mine a four out of five. I was genuinely like, I'm, I'm so going into the movie when we went, um, I'm, I was kind of, I've been coming down with a sickness. I was tired. I honestly wasn't in the mood to go see this because it was a late showing also. And so I just wasn't in the mood for this, but, and I, and I already had kind of like lopsided expectations of like, I didn't really know what to expect. I have to say, given this three hour, let's call it a movie. Uh, (laughs) uh, I was surprised with how much I enjoy this and how much I was able to keep up with this movie. Um, I, I got to give credit where credit is due. He did for what he was going for and just some of the research that we did uh, for this movie to understand kind of where he was at when he making this. Uh, it makes a lot more sense. And I, even then, before we did research, like just kind of putting the pieces together as I was thinking back on this movie for the three hour movie it is. And as confusing as it could be, I, I got to give it got to give it some praise, because I think if you thought if you think about it hard enough and kind of make some connections where based on some a certain line that's said or a certain thing that happens, you'll start to put the pieces together. Um, the only reason I really dock it all for direction is just, I, I think you said it, Tim, like the ending just kind of falls flat for me a little bit, but <laughs> I was trying to talk, explain to Megan. I was like, but I don't actually know what I was expecting for the ending. Like the ending makes sense yeah. in the grand scheme of the story, but I genuinely, I just, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I just thought it maybe could have been better. Um, it was weird, but yeah, the ending definitely falls apart for me uh, as you're getting into this movie, but again, because it's so long. Um, but I, I took everything uh, that was happening as an exaggeration of how this man views the, the society he lives in with his anxiety. Um, just like, you know, everything, everything's just a little, you're a little bit closer to death in certain scenes or, or like the, all these bad things could happen. And it's just, I think that's just how I, that's at least how I received the movie. It was just this guy viewing everything through the perspective of his anxiety and just how ramped up everything gets. Um, Even though it may, like you said, this could possibly be some kind of weird dreamlike state he's in. Um, And so it might not be, maybe what's on screen isn't quite what you think is happening. But yeah, I think, I think for what this movie is, it actually handled it. The director actually handled it really well. And at least I was able to keep up. I know it won't be the same for everyone, but yeah, uh, four out of five, a lot of credit there. Yeah, I actually, uh, I scored direction a five out of five. Um, 
whether I love, I think loving an Ari Aster film is kind of difficult for anybody to say. Um, but he's an artist at everything. The way he, like you had mentioned the camera work earlier, the way he composes a shot, the way he structures an entire scene to make you feel uncomfortable. So like one of the scenes that I mentioned to Bailey, like it was built for anxiety was when he was sitting down to watch the play. And then we have like a two second clip of tear him apart and the veteran running after his location. And like, they show you that so that the entire next 20 minutes is spent on edge waiting for something to happen. And like the way he does that, the way he builds the tension and just makes you uncomfortable is better than any director I've ever seen. I know a lot of people have tried it, but like we felt like, I don't know if anxious is the right word, but I told her like this movie is anxiety inducing. It made me feel anxious the entire time. And when I left the theater, like our stomachs felt upset and it's just, it's a credit to his ability because he doesn't do that on accident. That's mm-hmm, his goal. Right. Like where you mentioned like the end fell apart is that I totally agree. But I also think he wanted to leave you with that empty feeling at the mm-hmm. end of this movie. And I, you know, with hereditary, I didn't, like the ending of that movie was so disgustingly evil. <laughs> yeah. That but it landed. Like it gave you a satisfying conclusion to what you'd been seeing. Right. Yep. Totally agree. So and then even in midsummer, like it gave you, I don't know if satisfying is the right word, but it gave you a <laughs> conclusion and reason for all the events that you've been seeing. Right. And then this one. I wanted that. I wanted that same kind of like, there we go. And I never got it. Mm-hmm. But like this time uh, in my final thoughts, I'll, I'll touch on that. But yeah. like, I still think he composed the movie beautifully. If he should have had a producer alongside him that said, maybe we don't need this. Yeah. No, like that's fair. the movie. The movie is composed beautifully from beginning to end, but I, uh, I'll go in my final thoughts. I'll just hit it now. But like, I think it is the symptom of an artist who has made two pretty popular, wildly popular modern horror films. And this is the studio giving him free reign when somebody probably should have said, are you sure we need this? Maybe we should trim it a bit. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Um, let's go ahead and jump into our it factor. I'll go ahead and kick us off with this one. Okay. Um, pretty straightforward for me. It's a four out of five. Um, I think given that it's another RA film, that, that, that alone by itself, like you said, he's made two of the bigger horror films um, in the past decade. And so I think with his name alone, that automatically makes it a four uh, coming from the A24 studio. Uh, the only reason I don't give it a five is I just don't think this movie is really going to be a huge box office success. Um, I think this is, this is still like one of those weird indie films that unless you're a movie buff and you know, like all the names, et cetera, you're probably not going to go see this movie necessarily. And you know, we'll get into final thoughts. I don't even know if I'd recommend that for everyone, but yeah, this movie is known, um, with a name like Walking Phoenix as your lead, that's even just more press that you're going to get for this movie. So, yeah, pretty straightforward. Four out of five for me. I also gave it a four out of five. I don't know why you... I'll, anyway, I'll explain. Okay, you... <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I did because of the director and because of the actors. Because, like, we went to see this movie at 10.30 a.m. And I didn't expect anybody else to be there. But there were, like, 20 or other 30 people in the theater. So, I mean, I think that people want to see it, but I also agree that, like, I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, you should go see this movie. (laughs) Like, I don't know if anybody will end up watching it again. We're, like, going multiple times to see it. Yeah, I Yeah, Megan, you want to go ahead? Yep, yep, sure. 
Yeah, I gave it a three just because it did create a little bit of a buzz. I did see some people talk about it on on Twitter or Reddit or wherever. Um, I think I saw a couple of TV commercials for it as well, but um, still, I don't think there's a lot of people that even know about it. Like today at lunch, we were telling Bryce's parents about it. They're like, I don't know what that is, even though Walking Phoenix is in it. And yeah. um, ultimately for me, I did not think it was worth the price of admission. I kind of wish we could have waited for it to come out on streaming because then we could have watched that in the comfort of my own home. But um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like this is not a movie for everyone. I think you have to be a little bit of a like, and the what's his name the director Ari Aster Ari Aster Ari yeah. Aster you have to be a bit of a fan of his movies um or even just a fan of A24 so you kind of know what to expect but I know for sure my parents would be appalled I don't think they could even last an hour in this movie <laughs> yeah um so I was the harshest here I gave it a one wow and for a lot of what you guys did say like yeah I know it's Ari Aster I saw one trailer for this movie. I've seen almost nobody talk about it. So that was a little bit going into it that like, it does not seem like I saw everybody talk about hereditary in midsummer. I did not see everybody talk about this. I've seen some press about it, but even the press I saw about it wasn't uh, like the must-see movie of whatever it was like ari has been dreaming of this movie for years and i'm like okay that makes me nervous um (laughs) and then like he's seriously been working on this script for 10 plus years i think he said he just didn't have the budget to work on it to get it right uh but ultimately like i gave it a one because we walked out of the theater and nobody walking out of our theater enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Nobody (laughs) is going to leave our theater and go tell somebody to watch it. So like I did take that. That is where I took my, uh, the it factor is its cultural significance. And I think walking out of a room of 20 to 30 people who are all like, what the heck did we just watch? And like the first words, Bailey enjoyed it more than I did. But the first words out of her mouth was, "That's three hours I'm never getting back." Wow, sounds like my wife. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, I think that is n- like that's not great. No matter how well the movie is made, if you have an entire theater walking out disappointed in the three hours that they just spent, that's not great on your it factor. Um. I I do agree. Like I would think you mentioned like Bryce's parents hadn't heard of it. Everybody that we've talked to between seeing it yesterday and 1030 and today, nobody had heard of it, even though we're like, yeah, we went to see this movie. What's that? Like, Hmm. so that's where my one comes from on this. I, you know, I couldn't give it a zero because of the names attached to it, Mm, but this movie, I thought we didn't even realize it had come out. Like it was on our list of movies to see, and well, we were both Evil, Evil Dead Rise. I think was getting way more press this week, this past week than Bo was afraid. Yeah. Honestly, like as I, I was like, I, I know we were talking about what movie we we're gonna go see, and I know I saw Evil Dead Rise was like there. I was like, oh, so we're gonna go see that. And then you reminded me Bo was coming out. I was like, oh, man, that changes everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's you know, th- I think that's telling. I think that also says that other people who've watched this movie go like, this isn't for everybody. Let's not spend a lot of time promoting it. Right. Yeah. So I think that's where my one comes from. Yeah. So let's dive into entertainment value. Well, let's see. Yeah. Let's do entertainment final scores and then just maybe just throw in final thoughts there. Um, Megan, do you want to kick us off with that? Yeah. So for my entertainment, it's a two. Like, I, I don't think we were even halfway through the movie, but I was, like, ready to be done. <laughs> um, Like, yeah, I don't know. It was just boring way too long. Um, My final score was a 29, which I'm not sure where that falls on the average scale. Uh, it's actually a 31 because it doesn't add the it factor in. Oh, my bad. Yep. 30, so 30... Oh, 32, right? Yeah, that's it. 32. So what what's that on the average scale? good i think that's under good (laughs) 
I would not consider this to be a good movie. <laughs> Just solely because it's completely ridiculous. Again, like it's three hours of your life you'll never get back. Um, you leave very unsatisfied. Story's not cohesive. Characters aren't memorable very much. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I don't think I would recommend this movie to people. I would say if you like weird movies, sure, but otherwise, for the general public, I'd just be like, you can skip this. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Bailey, go ahead. Um, I gave it a seven because I do like weird movies. <laughs> Which your final score is actually a forty. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Sorry. Did you add my thirty-three and okay. But yeah, no, I really enjoy weird movies. I mean, I thought it was too long, so like towards the end, I was getting kind of antsy because I was like, "Oh my gosh, we have so much to do today, and we've been sitting here for so long." But I mean, you guys know, you know how I am. I just like weirdness <laughs> and anything that's different. I'll watch it. I'll watch anything A two four. Yeah. She got a point there. <laughs> yeah. Tim, why don't you go ahead? Bryce, okay, I'll go mine. Um, I also gave it a two. So my final score um, is a 32. There's, like, I, I've never been so conflicted about a director and his movie before because I love Ari Aster's work, but I don't enjoy it. Like, he is a talented artist, a talented filmmaker, but I didn't enjoy this movie. Like, like Megan, I checked my watch multiple times, and I think the first time was an hour in, and I was like, good God, how, like, let's go somewhere. <laughs> and that, like, at the same time, I was invested in the story, but I wanted it to move a little bit quicker. Um. And then there were moments like I thought for sure after we left the family that we were wrapping things up pretty quickly. But no, I think that was about the hour and a half mark and we were halfway through the movie. And like, I thought the ending dragged. I thought it ended three different times. And no, oh, no, no, we have 20 more minutes of this. <laughs> oh, no. And I was ready. So like when he met up with his, when he finally finds the spoiler territory the love of his life and it's a major revelation first of all wtf and then second i thought that was going to be the end i thought that major revelation was going to be the end of the movie but then there was another half an hour after that it felt like another and, half an hour after that <laughs> yeah and there i wasn't super mad because i started to get some of the answers i wanted but then it got weirder and then he gets on a boat and he goes out into i don't know and i was left <laughs> super unsatisfied with it and this is where that like i had some conflict because that's what ari was going for mm -hmm. that was what he was trying to do so he has discussed that this movie was the he wanted to deconstruct the hero's journey. Hmm. So instead of like the hero making all the right choices along the way and ending up being the hero, he wanted a person who made all the wrong choices, made life worse for themselves, and then ended up with nothing. And he succeeded at doing that. I think he actually did a great job. And there's part of me that wants to say, this is brilliant but I didn't enjoy it at all. And I don't want to watch it again. I don't think I'll watch it again because it wasn't a good time. And I don't know if that speaks to the fact that like, there's a reason the hero's journey is popular and not the nobody's journey. Hmm. So, and, and like, even that seems so rude of me because like, I think we're all drawn to that. Like, everyday person becoming the hero because that's what at the core all of us kind of aspire to do is that we want to think in certain situations that we will rise up and do what is necessary and throughout this movie Bo does the opposite 
he does not rise up to the occasion. He's given that brief moment with his mother and he fails. And that in like, yeah, I think that's brilliant. I do. I don't want to watch three hours of it again. <laughs> I, I don't. I felt the ultimate ending of that movie. I felt like it wasted my time. So like, I don't think I've ever been so dissatisfied in an ending because we've talked about A24 movies and how they're kind of weird and crazy. And like, I loved everything all everywhere all at once. And that was a weird movie. This is a weird movie and I did not love it. Like I thought that movie succeeded at being weird where this one did not. Hmm. Lots of chew on there. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, just, like, no, you're good. I had such a conflict going because there were parts of the movie that I thought were brilliant, but ultimately it was not an enjoyable experience. Right. Yeah. So I gave my entertainment a seven, which brings my score to a 39, I believe overall. Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of left the theater in that same state of mind. I, I just felt very conflicted about like my feelings about this movie because, because I felt like I enjoyed it way more than I was supposed to enjoy a movie like this. Um, I don't know. I just, I like, cause like you said, like we, we do like that hero's journey. We do like rooting for that one person, but I think that's what I liked about this movie that changed it up. One of the few movies that does change it up where it actually, I don't know. It feels like it's challenging the audience to like question their own moral like stances and their own moral lines that they draw in life. Like who really is in this situation, the good or bad guy? Because by the end you have just enough pieces of the puzzle that you can kind of put it back together yourself. If you think about it hard enough and you're kind of left conflicted by the end of like, who really is the good or bad guy in this situation? Because like it is kind of just a crazy story. Um, and uh, I don't know. I feel like this movie does challenge challenge you as a human to like think 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 this these things through and think about where your own morality stands and just kind of what is good and what is bad in that sense. Um, you know, I think there is good and bad, but like you said, you know, Bo doesn't necessarily always make good decisions. Um, maybe where you line up, he doesn't make any, or he makes all the right ones. I think that's what I liked about it. I kind of liked it that it was challenging that um, it was presenting that challenge to the audience to make along the way. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think I'm going to watch this movie ever again, necessarily. I, I don't even think I would recommend this to anyone, honestly, if I'm, if I'm being totally forthcoming about it, but I think that's very fair of you. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, but I don't think it's a bad movie either. I think it exactly. was genuinely a really good movie and I really did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, maybe this would be a, I think this would be a great film for like a study, honestly, like making either like as a group or like in a classroom, like watching this movie right. and like breaking it down and diving into the different themes of it. I think that's more of what this movie feels like. It's a great talking piece for movie buffs and movie heads. And I think that's where it stands. Um, and I yeah. think it's okay. And it's definitely okay at the end of the day to look at a director and be like, Hey, you can't hit on all of them. That's okay. Like yeah. people, a director, even great directors make bad movies. Look at James Cameron. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's fine if people hate this movie. That's totally fair. But I, I just, I know I'm conflicted cause I really did like this movie. So yeah, 39 yeah. out of 50. That's where I stand. Well, see, that's the same thing. I mean, like I said it, there's there's a lot of quality and brilliant stuff happening, but I didn't find it enjoyable. But I did <laughs> find there's a little dichotomy going on with the two mothers in the movie. Right. That I found super interesting and I just wanted to talk about. You have what is portrayed mostly as a narcissistic mother from both side but then he comes into contact with a family that is the opposite of that mm -hmm. and that family hero worships their child yeah and this movie goes into the effects of how both of those styles of parenting affect children it is really just a movie about parenting in general 
that's that is what I picked up from that, it. No, that I think was, that is the baseline of this. It's about parenting. Yeah, and I've noticed like he touches on those themes in other films, Hereditary right. being big on that one, but that is where I thought this movie really shined was that even though we're dealing with Bo's narcissistic parent upbringing and how that has basically traumatized him and made him so insecure and scared of every decision he makes. Mm -hmm. We also see a family that worships their son and neglects their daughter. Yep. And that played out almost more tragically for me than Bose did. And I think part of that is because it was much more concise than Bose journey. Right. And, but I also, I just think that was brilliant of, again, another moment where Ari really shined and adding that like, oh, we're not just going to deal with narcissistic parents here. Let's deal with overly affectionate towards a specific, like families that play favorites, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really appreciated that dichotomy. And that led to probably the most disturbing scene in the film. <sighs> that's kind of weird <laughs> yeah uh, i don't i don't like that warnings, scene just just trigger so warnings because ari always has the most disturbing like suicide is disturbing but ari manages to like ramp it up every film yeah this one was uncomfortable like, yeah there's suicides in all three of his movies and naked people and naked people <laughs> Thank you, and, like, like morning. i thought nothing would top and I'm still not sure this one does. Mom sawing her own head off in Hereditary. Yeah, is, that, oh, I did not like that. <laughs> that's disturbing. The opening scene of Midsummer with the car exhaust. I think that's the top one still. That is horrific. But yeah. this one felt way more personal and intimate than either of those. Yeah, this one holds a lot of lot of weight to it. Yeah, this one, like... I, I think it's important. I know suicide is a touchy issue for a lot of people and with with reason. So if you plan on seeing this movie, know that there is a very uncomfortable very suicide that happens. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that does take our final score to a 35, which puts it as a good movie. Sounds now, right. where I have a problem with that is we probably need a wider test audience for this because I do not think <laughs> this is a good movie for social settings. No. No, not at all. This is not this, a movie for <laughs> to sit down no, with your friends. <laughs> this is not one that you have people over and like, let's watch Bo is Afraid. No, <laughs> definitely not. And I do think it is a fair assessment of the film. I would say it's good but I would always follow that up with a but. Like, the movie's good, but know what you're getting into. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, I mean, I probably know, like, one or two people that I would say would enjoy this, and I always, you know, tend to like things that other people don't necessarily like. Like, remember when I took you guys to see Lamb, and you guys all hated it, and I was like, wow, so good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I enjoyed it. I might watch it again in like five years. I feel like it'd be interesting to like, because there was so much going on all the time. It'd be interesting to see like the little things that I missed, especially like in the beginning, in the background, all those like graffiti, mm. like nasty signs everywhere. That was kind of funny. I kind of yeah, want to look funny. at that again. <laughs> I did think that was, that was interestingly cyclical. All the graffiti that we saw on the walls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that definitely played into the punchline at the end. <laughs> I, those those are little moments that I thought were hilarious. But does Megan have any final thoughts? Did we touch on them? Um, I think I already gave mine. Just yeah, I would okay. recommend this movie to people. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's it. All right, is that all we have for this one? That uh, looks like all we got for this one. <laughs> yeah. So I guess for any listeners out there, if you do go see this movie. Um, please let us know what you thought. There's a wide spectrum through which you can view this movie. It's definitely leaves a lot open to interpretation. 
Uh, I would genuinely like to hear what other people took from this movie. Uh, their thoughts from production to storyline. Uh, maybe somebody resonated with the storyline more than I did. But if you watch this movie, definitely head over to our Instagram, or our YouTube rumble, leave comments, talk about the movie. We want to hear from you. If you leave a comment after the episode, we can read it in the next episode. Uh, especially if you mark it that it's safe to read, but definitely <laughs> leave a comment, head over to the link tree in our bio on Instagram, fill out that scorecard so that we, your score can change the total score. And we'll, we'll try to get this a uh, accurate representation of Bo is afraid because our four person test audience, I think is a little too small for this film. Yeah. Agreed. So make sure you guys follow us on Spotify, YouTube, rumble subscribe like comment you know get the algorithm on our side <laughs> also yeah. you can follow us on instagram follow us on facebook and uh, i actually just made a twitter account for the for the average in case for for the people who do use twitter more so oh, yeah. if, if you want to send me dms and your scores through that that would actually work perfectly i'll send them over to tim and we can get those in there uh it's at b b e underscore crisp with a k Go ahead and send me your movie scores with that. I have the link tree in that as well, so you can get to our scorecard and follow us on the other platforms as well. What do they call? I'm gonna start. You, you watching Practical Jokers? Yeah. They call Sal Jack Crispy. Jack Crispy. Yes. No, they do. Oh. <laughs> Jack well, Crispy. I'm honored, sir. I am honored <laughs> to share a name with you. <laughs> so the B Crispy. Um, <laughs> it made me think of B Crispy. Uh, oh, anyways, funny. anyways, uh, yeah. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for our wives for joining us and watching these movies. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys. On Twilight. Exactly right. Yeah, they'll be joining us for Twilight. Oh yeah. We got that one in the works here soon. But Whenever yeah. we can get that one recorded. <laughs> right. Exactly. Go ahead and follow us on everything. Leave a like. Let us know what other movies you'd like us to review. And we will see you all in the next episode.